I really dig this episode as we are going to be talking about a more holistic view on money with Sarah Lee Kane. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. I am so ecstatic to have you here today. If you've been listening uh, to this podcast for a while, I am sure that you're going to enjoy this episode. If this is the first time you've tuned into the podcast, you will enjoy this episode. So I'm really, really happy that you are here with me today. Now, If you don't know, especially if this is the first time listening, we've been celebrating the milestone of this podcast of reaching 100 episodes. So we've got a lot uh, going and it's been a lot of fun so far and there's still time to celebrate. So we're going to continue on the celebration. Now in today's episode, I've got a great guest to share with you today. We had a fabulous conversation. I really enjoyed talking to her. And in this episode, you're going to learn her explanation behind money being part of the whole person. And I know you'll love this, especially if you've been listening to this podcast uh, for a while, just because it definitely aligns with how I teach and everything. So I know you'll love that. And you're also going to learn how a five minute conver- or how five minute conversations are a part of her and her husband's money management routine. And you're going to learn what exactly she struggles with to this day and why, of course, in terms of money. So let me share with you a little bit about Sarah Lee Kane. She is a financial storyteller who weaves practical tips and strategies into her work so that those trying to change their money mindset can see themselves in the starring role. She loves answering reader questions on her blog, sharing resilient money stories, or opening up her struggles with money by revealing current experiments she's running. So let's get to it and meet Sarah. Welcome, Sarah, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, first, I wanted to get to know you and your background, your money story. So share with us a little bit about how you grew up around money. Wow. So I actually grew up around accountants, believe it or not. And I was the only one in my family who did not enter into any finance-related profession, except for now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, so it was really funny because I grew up, my mother was a bookkeeper for my my father's business. My All of my dad's side of the family owned their own accounting firm. My sister actually followed my mother's footsteps as an accountant. So I pretty much grew up around a lot of terminology, spreadsheets, things like that. That is interesting. With us, my brother and I, my both my parents are the in the education field. And then my brother and I ended up being entrepreneurs. But what's interesting is I teach, you know, so it's it's kind of in the education field. Yeah, not in a traditional school. (laughs) I was always a rebel. Um, I probably still am in some ways. And so when everyone said you should go to business school, I said no, I'm going to art school. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I hear you. So as growing up, so you are surrounded by all accountants. What kind of money conversations did you did your parents have, if any, with you? Or what did you hear a lot when you grew up? A lot of the things I heard were simple phrases, but they really impact me a lot where, you know, we can't afford this. Are you sure you want to spend this? Things like that. And so I, every time, even now, actually, when I would make a purchase, that always is in the back of my mind. If it was something just for me and not for my husband or my son, it would be like, oh, you know, are you sure you want to buy this? this is not for everybody in the household. This is just for you. And so that's really what I grew up really hearing a lot. Another thing that I've experienced was my uncle was a, a pretty well-off guy, you know, a lot of disposable income, inherited pretty much all the money from my grandfather. It's sort of how, I guess, the Asian tradition works is that the oldest male member of the family would um, would inherit all the money. So anyways, he had a lot of money and he would just give it out. And it wasn't for charitable causes. It was really just to show how much money he had. <laughs> it sounds really weird. So I'll give an example. So he invited us to dinner one night. And it was a family reunion of sorts because I have family that lives all over the world. And so we were literally all gathered in a room. It, had, had, it hadn't happened in a number of years. And so as a gift, he just started giving out $100 bills. And it was, and I just remember as a kid, his nose was, you know, stuck up and, and handing it just, it was silence filled the room. It was a really weird, tense five minutes or it seemed like five minutes. And so I would grow up thinking, I should never spend money on myself, yet money is this thing you need to use to impress people. Got it. And do you think his way of giving money was, is it a cultural, do you think it was a cultural thing or maybe it was just how he is? I think it was more how he was. You know, I don't want to analyze his behavior because right. I'm not him, but I feel like just his mannerisms and the way he would say things, it just felt like, he was comparing, he was always comparing himself to others, you know, the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. And so that's really how I interpreted it. Got it. That's, that is interesting. So it's an interesting um, view that you had. And how about your parents? Did they talk to you about money or maybe teach you maybe budgeting skills or those type of things? Or was it something that really wasn't talked about? So it was really interesting. Personal finances wise, I never really heard anything. I knew that my parents were in debt. You know, they had a mortgage and things like that. But the business side, yes, because my mother would, again, do the bookkeeping for my father. And you would just hear conversations all the time about how to invoice using QuickBooks or other software. My sister would really get into it. I was actually paid during the summer to help um, categorize the invoices and do all the bookkeeping. So I was really up to date on that side of the finances. But as far as personal finances, I, I absolutely had no idea. Interesting. And that's interesting that you say that because, um, because I just focus on personal finance. So when I'm in the room or just speaking with some entrepreneurs, they're happy to talk about business, <laughs> money, but when it comes to personal finance, the, it becomes very silent. So it's very interesting that you, you brought that up. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? So I know with what you do now, you're big on that psychology be, behind our spending behaviors. So tell us a little bit about your how you perceive that, because I know I'm big on mindset about our, knowing our money stories, because definitely money is such an emotional thing. So tell us how you perceive that. Um, and, and why that's so important to you. 
Okay. So yeah, I definitely am on board with you about the money mindset and the money stories. For me, the idea of the psychology behind spending behaviors is that money is just part of the whole person. So financial, for me, financial wellness, physical wellness, mental wellness, and all of this, even spiritual wellness, all intermingles with money. And you can't do one without the other. And, you know, just from what I see in my old life and my friends and even blog readers of mine, I've noticed that when there's something going on with their money, it ties into something else in their life. You know, for example, when I was in debt, it was really over a failed relationship. So that tied into that. Or I had a woman approach me about secret bank accounts and it was over her husband having an affair and she couldn't forgive him. So it was... so money's always tied to that. And so, you know, when I'm talking about budgeting or saving money or anything, not, you know, yeah, you have to figure that out, the, the you know, the strategies, but you have to figure out like why aren't you budgeting or why aren't you saving money, for example? What is the inherent belief in another part of your life or something that's missing in another part of your life that you need to figure out as well as the money side of it? No, I agree. And one thing that recently, I don't know, it's been on my, my mind and I wanted to get your thoughts on this since you're very into this as well is, okay, so of course, we, I feel the money mindset knowing and being aware of how you grew up around it, uh, how you feel around money now, your money stories, uh, super important. But one thing that I've noticed as something that I'm working on is self care, uh, just taking care of you and how, even though with, you know, with personal finances, I've, I've been successful. I've noticed that self-care, I think, to a point, can it can be an uphill battle if you don't take care of yourself. Because if you're tired, uh, if you, uh, those type of things, and you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to affect the decisions that you make on money. So I don't know. What do you think? It's, again, it's just something that's been on my brain. <laughs> can't, I can't get rid of it. Uh, it's just self-care for me, it's like another piece of it. What do you think? I, I'm nodding my head. You can't see me, obviously, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's a big part of it. And for those of you who are parents out there, maybe you can relate. Uh, self-care after my son was born was really put on the back burner for quite a few months. You know, you get sleep deprived and things like that. And this happened to me, gosh, I think it was two weeks ago. So my son has been teething. He's having a terrible time. He's just whiny, whatever. Aww. I'm sure, again, parents understand. I I was stupid enough to try to do work while this was happening, where I should have just said, I'm going to take this day off and relax. When my husband comes home, I'm going to take a bath or whatever. You know, that would be a good self-care, knowing that I can't, I can't watch my son and do work, especially when he's like this. Long story short, I ended up just messing up a bunch of client work. And I was so stressed that I ran away to McDonald's to have a hot chocolate. <laughs> and I and I ended up having another meal. So I had two dinners that night because I was so stressed. And so I spent money. I don't forget how much at McDonald's. Then I had to spend more time fixing up client work. You know, um, thankfully, they, they were they were very understanding. But it could have been to the point where I could have lost a really expensive contract. Mm-hmm. You know, so so self-care really trickles into all of that. You know, and people think, oh, self-care is manicures, pedicures, you know, going to the mall. That's not it. It's actually even just giving yourself 15 minutes in the morning to wake up and stay in bed for 15 minutes and then get out. Or something I like to do now is to have a glass of water because I know I get really dehydrated during the day. Mm -hmm. So little things like that, that show that you are aware that taking care of yourself is really important. And, And now I've 
definitely learned the lesson. I hope I don't have those, you know, running away to McDonald's instance <laughs> ever again. You know, but I realize if I'm not taking care of myself, how can I take care of every other aspect of my life? Absolutely. You know, especially money. And definitely when we're talking about us women, we always put ourselves last. Always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's some women I know I have a particular friend that's really good about the self-care and, and taking care of herself. But in general, as women, we just put ourselves last. So it just it struck me and, and I'm I don't think it's talked about enough. Self-care is talked about, yes. But mm -hmm. in terms of money, I haven't heard the conversation much unless I'm just running in the different circles. But I, I just wanted to get your take on that. And I'm glad um, that you shared that perspective because I feel like when looking as to why we're stuck in our finances, I think we have to reflect on different things besides the mindset um, our current money story, our past money stories, but also what are we doing to take care of ourselves, uh, which I think is so important. So I appreciate you sharing that because like I said, it's just something that's been on my brain and uh, I had to just get it out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, actually, I don't know if you or your audience have heard of a woman named Leonie Dawson, yes. but she's okay. She, I mean, is amazing. And I have so much more respect for her now. I think it was, I believe it was a few weeks ago. She made an announcement on her website and her on her newsletter list, all of the changes she's making in her business. And she prefaced it with, hey, you're going to get really mad at me. And I don't care if you don't understand why I'm doing this, but this is what I need to do for myself. So she actually laid out how why she's doubling the price of her course. She's eliminating the affiliate program. She's eliminating, I think, half of the systems and structures in her business. She fired, I think, most of her staff, if I recall. I hope I'm not quoting her wrong. <laughs> but she just said, I crave creativity and this and this. I'm just doing too much maintenance in my business and I'm frazzled and it's just not good for my well-being. I'm not even taking care of my family. So therefore, I'm going to double my income, you know, or not double my income. I double the price of my course. I'm going to take away the affiliate. So that way I have money coming in to take care of myself and my family. And if you don't like this decision, then I'm sorry. And I thought, good for you. you know, yes. That is self-care right there. <laughs> that is. That is absolutely. I like that. And I'll be sure to link up her website in the show notes uh, in case someone wants to check her out is not aware. She's, she's a fabulous person. I like following her. What would you say is the best money advice that you have received? Oh my gosh. Um, so much. I think the best thing that I've heard somebody tell me is the benefits of investing. I sheepishly will admit this. I didn't start investing until I got married. So that was about seven years ago. And I had, I mean, I had a lot of cash sitting in the, in the bank. It makes me sound rich, but I'm not. But I had, I had a lot of cash sitting in the bank and I did nothing with it. And somebody finally, and my husband finally was like, well, what are you doing with all this money? Like put it somewhere. And so they actually took the time to explain, you know, what stocks and bonds. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Are things like that. And so, you know, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily just advice. It was really sitting me down and teaching me the ins and outs of investing that really just changed my perspective on all that. Oh, that's awesome. And so what... What were your big takeaways when you when they taught you sat you down and talked to you about investment? What were your big aha moments that light bulb moments where you're like, yes, I actually need to be doing this now. I can't delay it uh, any longer. It was actually the idea of 
compound interest. Now, I, I knew this from you know, talking to my mom because she you know had invested money, but I, I didn't really have an idea of what that was. And so somebody walked me through what a mutual fund was and the management fees and then how much they would take out versus, you know, if I were in an ETF or, you know, other kinds, how much I could earn back. And so those are the things that really just opened my eyes like, wow, like if I make, you know, I don't know, 10% back on this, but the management fee is, you know, this amount, then I'm not really earning that much. So that those are some really interesting things I was geeking out on <laughs> about <laughs> compound interest. <laughs> no, compound interest is the magical thing. I love compound interest. What would you say are the challenges that you have around money? So something I recently went through, and I, I'm still going through it, is feeling like I'm really selfish with things that I want. And that includes past purchases. So I went through this experiment to get rid of 90% of my things. And so 90, the 90% of the things were the things that weren't actually necessary in my life. So I had these crazy collections from when I was in high school. I sold them all off. And then I it, there was this huge wave of guilt when... I did that because I, I realized I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on things that were useless and only to bring me pleasure, nobody else. And it's something that I have to work on every day. You know, whenever I go grocery shopping, it sounds silly. You know, every time I buy food, I think, hey, is it just for me or for everybody else in my family? That or, is- yeah, and, and it, it it's, I don't know if it's a mom thing. I mean, somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's always, I always think about that. It's never, if do I like it? It's, does it benefit everybody else other than me? And it's okay sometimes to spend money for myself. And so I remember, you know, when I went to McDonald's, when I ran away to McDonald's and I bought that hot chocolate, <laughs> I felt so bad paying $3 for a cup of hot chocolate to, to save my sanity, <laughs> you know? So um, and my husband actually yelled at me when I came back. And I was harping on about this $3 cup <laughs> of hot chocolate. He's like, oh my gosh, you know, just stop it. <laughs> well, actually with women, I mean, we tend to have that guilt of but guilt of spending just because again, we just put ourselves last. Uh, We take everybody take care of everyone else before we take care of ourselves. So it's natural. But I think you're it's good that you're doing the work to really see if something else comes up as to why you're feeling that way. And one thing that I always advise people when there's something, you know, you have your quote unquote guilty pleasures is I don't think is the best term, but um, I think it's very explanatory what I'm saying here is when you have those things that you want to buy, but you feel guilty around it, you can plan for that. You can plan work with those things in your budget. So therefore, if you want to have that chocolate McDonald's, go to Starbucks, you don't have to feel guilty because it's there. It's not going to throw off your budget. It's not going to throw off your cash flow. So I always say just plan for it. It's completely okay. And and that definitely helps with the guilt. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's one of those, I know I know I have the money. I, I plan for it. It's still there. Mm-hmm. And you know, to those of you out there who still figure out their money stuff, just because I've been working on this for how many years and Jen has been working for this how many years, that stuff does not go away. Nope. <laughs> it's a daily, daily thing we work on, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. So what would you say has been the best money you've spent? Wow. Oh my gosh. So I believe it or not, so many things. Because <laughs> we the talked best. about money that you felt guilty spending on, yeah. but how about the best money that you say, hands down, that was the best money spent? I, okay. The hands on the best trip, okay, the best money, sorry, I've spent is, has been a trip to Tibet with um, my husband. Well, then he was my fiance at the time. But yeah, that was hands on the best trip. That actually grew us a lot closer together. It was funny because, you know, 
you know, when you travel into foreign places and you're stuck in these situations, you know, then you really get to find out what a person's like. And so <laughs> I really got to find out what he was like, but it was, you know, something that I liked. So that was good. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's awesome. No, that sounds like a fabulous trip. And how about your best money memory? My best money memory. Oh, this hands down. This was I remember I'm really good at with reading fine printing contracts. And so my employer was this was when I was overseas. So they didn't have insurance for us, but they there was a clause in the contract that said they would pay for 100 percent of medical procedures. And so I had so as a result of that little clause, I actually argued not argued. I presented my case to the board of directors and everybody at, at the place I was working at. And so I got all my prenatal, postnatal and birth like medical expenses, everything taken care of. And that was the equivalent of like $20,000 US dollars. That's awesome. So you stepped up and negotiated. <laughs> yes. Right there. Awesome. Awesome. And how about, would that also be your proudest money moment or do you have a proud money moment? That was definitely one of my proudest money moments. Yes. That's awesome. So also I would love, I always, when I speak to guests, I would love for you, if you could share, if you could take us like, about a 30 day span as to how you and your husband manage your personal finances, uh, whether you sit down together, I don't know, weekly or what is it? How do you, what do you do if you have any rituals, those type of things? What is it that you do to manage your personal finances? So we don't really, it sounds really weird. We don't actually sit down and talk about money. It, we sort of do it through five minute conversations here and there. And it's so, you know, one day he'll be like, oh, you know, he just went, he just finished um, graduate study. So he's like, oh, I need to pay this amount for my you know course. And I'll say, do you have money in the bank account? He's like, yes, we saved aside. Cool. And then the next week or the next day, I'll be like, hey, I need $400 for groceries. And then he's like, oh, do we have money in it? Or, you know, this and that. And he's like, yes. So that's really, it's really odd, but that's how we manage our money. We know exactly how much is in our bank account at all times because we, we both um, keep track of it on an, on an app. Okay, what app do you use? Um, I'm using the Every Dollar app right now. I'm hoping I can use one called Proactive, but it's only for iPhone right now. So I'm waiting till it comes out on Android, which is a really neat app. It's a it's like a cash envelope budgeting app, but it's you get a prepaid Visa card for it. So that's I'm really excited to try that one out. Actually, oh, that's interesting. I haven't yeah. heard of that one. I just recently. Um heard of the it's called good budget and it's a digital digital envelopes is what it is so okay this uh, one's very similar yeah interesting there's so many out there mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Many out there. so basically you're pretty in tune with your money uh you keep track of it and so it's just how you manage it throughout the month is just uh talking as needed as you talk, uh, figure out what's going on with the money. And then from there, make those decisions. Do you have so and you mentioned you use every dollar, you're gonna you might be changing to another app. Um, Who would you say is? Are you the main person that manages the money? Or is it pretty much kind of half and half? Uh, How does that work with you and your household? So we're we're pretty half and half. We sort of have different roles. My husband sort of sees the overall, you know, net worth stuff, and, you know, but of course he discusses with me about, you know, the investing side of it, but overall he deals with that. For me, I sort of deal with the day-to-day stuff. So I, I'm the primarily the one who goes grocery shopping. So I make sure that we're on budget with that. Um, and everything else, we just really talk together. So we, you know, we just had a talk about potentially buying our first house. And so- exciting. Yeah, 
Yeah. So that, of course, we sat down and talked about me, you know, looked in um, Zillow <laughs> and all that <laughs> fun stuff. But yeah, so so we sort of have designated roles. And then when it comes time for bigger decisions, you know, we also talked about replacing our car, then yeah, we're going to talk go through those together. You know, those would be more than just five minute conversations. Right, right. Well, I like that because you're always in tune, uh, even if it's just five minutes for the smaller things and bigger conversations for bigger decision making things. So I love that. Well, this has been great, Sarah. I really appreciate everything that you shared. As you know, this podcast is about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... We are the caretakers of pretty much everyone around us. So we need to take care of our money to take care of them. Perfect. I appreciate that. Well, it's been such a blast having you on the show. Thank you for having me. So what did you think? Didn't I tell you it was a fun chat? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with Sarah. I want to give a quick shout out to everyone who has been celebrating with me on the hundredth or the triple digit episode milestone. I really want to thank you. Uh, It means so much, your excitement and everything that you have done to support me. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about more about the chat today and about how Sarah referred to money being part of the whole person. As you know, I totally, I am on board with this. I agree with how she thinks, Uh, but you probably, you know, you probably already know this because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about mindset, self-care, money stories. We've had guests mention time and time again about the emotions money can bring. So I wanted to challenge you and pose a challenge for you today. I want you to reflect on the most recent financial decision that maybe you weren't too proud of. So think back to that, whether it was a small purchase, a bigger purchase, whatever the case, you choose. And once you decide what that one was, I want you to think about and write down what was going around you in that time frame? It doesn't have to be just that day. It can be in the span of the week, in the span of the month that could potentially have affected that. So think about what was going around you. Think about how you were feeling that day and the, and the days prior to, uh, maybe, uh, any events in your life that weren't so positive, uh, any conversations that you had with someone that brought your energy levels down, uh, maybe something that you had going on that day that was stressful. Maybe, uh, the stress, you assess the stress levels that you, Uh, had in that time. Those are just some things to think about. So think about more, not in terms of your money management skills, uh, and, you know, scoop, uh, and savings, uh, the saving skills that you have, but more about what was going around on around you, how you were feeling, all those things that I mentioned, those were just some things to think about and write those down because just by writing those down, you're going to become more aware for the next time because the next time maybe you have to, that you have to make a financial decision or maybe uh, that you're a grocery store, maybe assess if you were hungry. Maybe the financial decision that you choose is going overboard at the grocery store. And a part of it was that you went on an empty stomach and you were starving. 
It doesn't matter. So, but what I'm saying here too is that, that I got distracted for a moment, <laughs> is that the, writing these things down, this will help for the next time to, for you to be a, more aware and for you to potentially, maybe not next time, but maybe afterwards, uh, to really uh, put yourself in a spot of more power where you're going to uh, stop yourself. It's not necessarily going to happen the next time, but as the more often you become aware and the more often that you do this, uh, you're going to really step up your game. And when you have to make those financial decisions, you're going to think about uh, what's going on and it really is going to better the financial decision making. I promise you. So I really want you to reflect on those things uh, because money is not just about the money management. It's not about uh, savings. It's about really the whole person, as she said. So if you enjoyed this chat uh, and you want to learn more about Sarah, you can go over to her blog. She writes a lot. So over at highfivingdollars.com, I will have that link in the show notes. I also want to remind you that, as you know, the celebration has not stopped of reaching 100 episodes. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I'm doing a special 100 coaching session giveaway, and they are going pretty quick. So be sure to listen to jenhemphill.com forward slash 100 to get the details and get your spot before they are gone. Next week on the podcast, I will have L. Martinez coming back as June starts the wedding season. I know I was married on June. We're coming up on our anniversary, 17 years this year. Crazy. And L. has got some fabulous tips to jumpstart your marriage or money. So this is good for one, obviously, if you're about to get married, it's good if you're in relationship, if it's good as you, if you've been married for a while, it doesn't matter. Make sure that you tune into that episode. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Sarah for joining us, for sharing all the goodness that she shared today. You can check out the show notes and where to find Sarah over at jenhempill.com forward slash 101. Now, if you love this episode and you are listening from your smartphone, look for the three dots on that screen, click on them, and it gives you an option to, to share this via text, social media, email, however you want to share it. And I would so appreciate you sharing this episode, sharing this podcast, so we continue to grow. Because seriously, you're going to be helping someone that you didn't know needed it because we don't talk about money enough, right? So just share it if you can. I would greatly appreciate it. You might as well do it now while you're thinking about it. And with that, I will talk to you next Thursday.